0: You're listening to WIN, Workers Independent News, a Diversified Media Enterprises production. I'm Doug Cunningham. A massive campaign waged against U.S. Labor Secretary nominee Andy Puzder forced his withdrawal on Wednesday. AFL-CIO President Rich Trumka says it's a reminder of the collective power of working people. Trumka says it also sends a message to Trump that it's time to change course completely, not double down. Trumka says Puzder's withdrawal is great news for everyone who wants an America where wages rise, benefits are strong, and unions are growing. It's time, Trumka says, for Trump to turn campaign promises about supporting workers into real action. Fight for 15 says says this is a major victory for the fight for 15, but we can't and won't back down until the Trump administration gives us a real labor secretary who will put working people over corporate profits. South Carolina Boeing workers voted against IAM union representation Wednesday. A strong anti-union campaign was waged by Boeing in the most union-hostile state in America. The IAM says it'll stay in touch with South Carolina Boeing workers. There's a one-year wait, though, before another election could be scheduled. IAM organizer Mike Evans said, we're disappointed the workers at Boeing South Carolina will not yet have the opportunity to see all the benefits that come with union representation. But more than anything, Evans said, we are disheartened that they will have to continue to work under a system that suppresses wages, fosters inconsistency, and awards only a chosen few. The IAM says Boeing workers endured a multifaceted anti-union campaign which included captive audience meetings of workers and massive TV, radio and billboard ad buys. The IAM says it remains committed. The IAM says it remains committed to getting South Carolina Boeing workers the respect, wages and consistency they deserve. Immigrants will hold a large rally at Federal Immigration Court in Manhattan Thursday to protest the detention of Daniel Ramirez Medina and recent ICE immigration raids. Medina was arrested in Seattle. Hundreds of immigrant families were targeted in nationwide raids last week. Including people previously protected from deportation by the Obama administration's defense of young undocumented immigrants who arrived in the U.S. as children. Make the Road New York and immigrants' rights groups, as immigrants are here to stay and will resist attacks on our community. The group objects to mass deportations as an immigration policy, in part because it tears mostly hardworking, otherwise law abiding families apart. WIN is brought to you in part by the Amalgamated Transit Union, the largest labor union representing transit and allied workers. In the U.S. and Canada, online at atu.org. Sponsored by Ironworkers Impact, now reserving spots for this year's groundbreaking conference, welcoming contractors to grow their business by networking and attending world-class breakouts. More on this event in San Diego, happening March 19th through the 22nd, is found online at impact-net.org, under Events. You've been listening to WIND workers' independent news. For more information, visit laborradio.org. You're listening to WIN, Workers Independent News, a Diversified Media Enterprises production. I'm Doug Cunningham. Anti-union legislation has failed to pass in New Hampshire's state assembly. The bill would have prevented workers from deciding to put a requirement to pay union dues in their labor contracts. New Hampshire Professional Firefighters President Bill McQuillan told WMUR-TV Thursday it's a win for New Hampshire families.
1: We're feeling very good about what happened today, and I think this is a a victory for all in the middle class in this state today.
0: New Hampshire AFL-CIO President Glenn Brackett.
2: I consider that a victory for working families in New Hampshire.
0: UAW President Dennis Williams says he's disappointed that South Carolina Boeing workers opted to vote against being represented by a union in the IAM vote this week, and he's really dissatisfied with Boeing over the harsh anti-union campaign in South Carolina.
2: I am disappointed in Boeing because we represent the Boeing facilities and we have a good relationship. So I will be having conversation with those people who uh, meet with Boeing to tell them our dissatisfaction. And you can't say to me in California that you want to have a partnership in and in a relationship, and then go will stab me in North Carolina. The relationships like that usually get divorces.
0: Williams spoke out on a number of different issues Thursday in a wide ranging discussion with reporters in Detroit. I asked him if he thinks the building trades unions meeting with Trump will divide or weaken the labor movement.
2: I don't think it divides us. Uh, the building trades are after jobs. If Congress would have passed the infrastructure bill a long time ago, they would have been very supportive. And I think that's what the building trades fit. I don't think it's about, they're going to go ahead and walk away from the labor movement because they had a meeting with President Trump. They're looking at the interests of their membership when it comes to jobs. I don't believe Sullivan or any of them guys are going to walk away from the labor movement uh, just because Trump invited them to the White House.
0: Alexander Acosta is Trump's latest labor secretary nominee after the spectacular fail of original nominee Andy Puzder. The Fight for 15 workers movement, which opposed Puzder with nationwide demonstrations, says no matter who is labor secretary, workers will not back down. Fight for 15 says it won't stop the movement until workers win $15 an hour and a union. Sponsored by Ironworkers Impact, now reserving spots for this year's groundbreaking conference, welcoming contractors to grow their business by networking and attending world-class breakouts. More on this event in San Diego happening March 19th through the 22nd is found online at impact-net.org under events. Workers Independent News is proud to be heard on The Union Edge, Labor's Talk Radio. Live nationwide weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. at theunionedge.com. You've been listening to Wind workers' independent news. For more information, visit laborradio.org.
3: All the way from the West Coast, it's humorist Will Roberts and his weekly telegram. The highlights
1: and lowlights of all that's happening in and around the world. All right, Will,
3: what's the scoop? Hey, Will Roberts, Weekly Telegram, and of course, uh, WillRobertsWeeklyTelegram.com, and welcome to the show. A little bit of a rocky start here just because there's so much going on, and I was basically, I was trying to get in on a press conference at the White House, but they wouldn't let me in. Huh? <laughs> and a whole handful of other press corps people. That's funny. Uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Hey, th- Don't go away. We're going to take a small break. But, um, again, on Instagram and Twitter, it's always going to be today's cartoon. Check out my Daily Scream. Their videos. are one minute. They're cool. Uh, we'll be back right after this with uh, Ben from disabledveterans.org.
1: To make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to refreshing, delicious Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum. Here's a taste treat you can enjoy indoors, outdoors, at work, or at play. The cool, long-lasting mint flavor refreshes you. The smooth, steady chewing helps keep you fresh and alert. Adds enjoyment to whatever you're doing. Wrigley's
3: Spearmint Chewing Gum. Refreshing. Delicious. All right, Will Roberts Weekly Telegram, willsays.com. Welcome back from the break. And uh, moving on, rapidly moving on. Of course, Benjamin Krause from the uh, disabledveterans.org. And you know what? Yo! You know, we haven't had a chance to talk for a couple of weeks because I've been out on the road, moving and shaking and trying to run down the leads on some of these false fake news stories. I'm kidding. Oh, man. You must be tired by now with all this stuff going on uh, in our administration right now. How's it going for you?
1: Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, there, uh, is, I, would, I would like to use the term like mind numbing or something like
2: that, but, <laughs> but, it's,
0: uh,
1: but it's not quite, quite what it is. You, uh, you start to see things with such repetition that they eventually lose effect. So uh, what I've been, you know, for a little That's while watching like the dissent, and then uh, he will not divide us, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And and now I'm kinda like, all right, um, so so now what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
2: what
1: what's the next deal gonna be? Like I understand that he's not gonna divide us, okay. So so well, what what next here? What's the plan then? Yeah. You know, and, and you don't see a whole lot of the next plan. It's just more of like continuation of what we saw during the election cycle, which I think burns people out. So I'm not uh-huh. sure uh, how much longer we're going to have to watch all this. But I'll tell you, the, the veteran stuff is sure cranking along. But as far as uh, other issues that we're looking at, I'm just not really clear about what we're going to be seeing. It just seems like there's so many different issues up in the air with respect to Russia and China. Yeah.
0: And wars
1: well, and this it, or that. Yeah. It's just John McCain. I can say his name five thousand
3: times. Yeah, you so, can. But but let me let me yeah. interject. Let me interject. The the, the thing is is that and I, I I have to say I'm I'm stealing this. I read it online somewhere. Is that watching this administration for me is a little bit like just reading through comments of posts. I mean, it really is. So they're constantly the part that's slightly irritating, and I wish the president would stop doing this. Is is that just stop responding to everybody and everything because it does make you look like you're 16 years old. And the problem is, like you know, reading about this thing with Sp- uh, Spitzer. Wow, how did he come in with um, with uh, our press secretary? is is that uh spicer the problem is like you know he they said he apologized for the the comment that he made to about britain being part of the obama uh spy uh you know uh, leak leaking not spy leaking but the the tapping wire tapping and that whole thing and then the president comes out and says what he says and then everybody in his administration is making this like really weird I'll say it, these really weird reality TV um, fire points where they know that they're going to say these things and people are just going to get fired, fired up. And you know, you want to reach through the Twitter and take the president. I'm not saying I would do this. So please don't come and get me FBI. And you want to wring his neck out and say, just shut up and please try to stay on point. Now we don't know what's going to happen, but what I do know is, you know, the whole thing about like, uh, just responding to everything. Uh, don't respond to Snoop Dogg. And then say Snoop Dogg, do you, I don't know if you know about this, but he responded to Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg did a, a video where he has a fake uh, Trump in it and something about shooting him and so on. And, and President Trump responds and says, well, you know, Snoop Dogg with his failing career. Hello? You're talking about Snoop Dogg. First of all, any rapper that's still alive at that age... It's a success story,
1: (laughs) (laughs) right? He made it past twenty-four. Yeah, come on. Yeah,
3: he's not on a T-shirt somewhere where it says, uh, you know, uh, East Side. Glad you made it through it, and sorry you're dead. And the second thing is, he's far from a has been, and you know, makes me want to put out a cartoon with a hashtag that says, "Takes one to know one." I mean, Mm. can we? Do you think we're gonna get away? And and there's two parts to this question. Do you think we're going to get away from all of this little childish uh, social media banter and and and, and administration and has it already moved that way for you with the veterans administration stuff?
1: Yeah, so good good question. So I think with the the first part I think that we're going to move away. We'll probably move away from the social media like nana nana boo boo banter from <laughs> you know, kindergarten when the press stops reporting. So when but the they press won't. stops reporting it. Oh, good. But, so right. cows
3: come home. Cool. Right, we have the right, answer. Exactly.
1: But that was Crazy. that was the issue. Uh, if you recall, back when uh, the Clinton camp told their uh, contacts within the press to actually elevate Trump because they thought they could beat him.
3: And they
1: started covering Trump for free and giving him all this free press. So now, supposedly, like Snoop Dogg and Madonna and some of these other folks are coming out with new albums. And so whenever somebody (laughs) has a new album or a new movie and they want to put a jab against the president to get picked up on some kind of like radio show or whatever, all they have to do is tweet something stupid. Yeah. And then, boom, next thing you know, Trump responds, and there's a little bit of a brush-up on Twitter. It's like the Wild West of cyberspace, right? It You're is, it? But, but let's so, be honest.
3: But let's be honest. That sells tickets. Now, we know two yeah. things. We know two things. Well, we know one thing about two, play, two different types. One or three. Politics, uh, Hollywood, sell tickets by doing just that, and news. So we got three places. So the, the idea of getting away from sensationalized, uh, overblown fake news or regular news, and quite honestly, why wouldn't the press cover if the president says that he's going to you know, uh, ramp up and spend more money on the uh, military because he says he's gonna start a war, or we've got ships off the side. I mean, this is unstable territory. Why wouldn't they report? Oh, it's
1: inc- it's incredible, and nothing's like vetted. So you're always looking for like the one wild hair that pops up, like between him and and McDonald's, where McDonald's yeah. was making fun of him on Twitter. Oh yeah,
3: of, but they weren't, you, you know. know they you know well, they weren't.
1: Well, who, well whoever whoever it was put compromised, that up, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, at least that's what they're saying. You know, I mean, I would say that too if I was his legal team.
3: Yeah. But
1: uh, or, or McDonald's legal team rather, but uh, who who knows exactly who who did that? But right. Uh, you know maybe it was anonymous or whatever but the, you mean uh, literally
3: anonymous the people anonymous like
1: literally the group you know yeah
3: okay month, not anonymous here yeah. got it
1: right right and so uh as far as the va goes i mean we're seeing some incredible stuff weird stuff happen so
3: yeah, uh Mike. the biggest two things
1: this week first one was uh, a congressman found out that trump's picture was not put up in these federal facilities including his local va and as well as the secretary's photo, which really? is normally up within the first month. Yeah, so he decided to take matters into his own hands. Went out and bought two portraits, one of Trump and one of Secretary uh, Shulkin, and and he put them up. and The the uh, VA tried to stop him first, so security tried to stop him until he identified that he's an elected, you know, congressman. So don't touch me. Uh, and he also is a combat war veteran, missing his legs because of an IED. So. The guy's got some, you know, guts, and he he put the, had put the pictures up, and uh, VA promptly took them back down a couple hours later. But it started this huge stir, and so the VA, in an amazing like change of uh, perspective, decided to throw out the old protocol, which apparently uh, the VA said that they couldn't verify that the portrait was authentic, the one of Trump <laughs> and the one of Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. so they had to take him down and that it was inappropriate to put up a photo
3: it was a paint by page. number damn it right, they exactly. used a paint by number set
1: right right they, it was actually Alec Baldwin You know. oh wow and so, um, anyway <laughs> they're, they're, they said they couldn't authenticate it so they took him down well then uh, Shulkin, Secretary Shulkin uh, changed the protocol and said you know what we're going to do this and immediately ordered all the facilities to just put up the portraits Right now, and we'll send you, you know, whatever the GSA decides to send out the photos, God knows how long that's going to take. They uh, mm. just put up the ones for now just to, to quell the the Patriots, right? So it was uh, kind of an interesting thing. The second thing that's going on that's really kind of bizarre is that there's a big fight right now as to whether veterans deserve the right to own firearms in a way where civilians would still have that right, but veterans don't. And so this gets well, into this what? argument. Yeah, swear to Wait, God. So this, why? It's the, yeah. Well, there's this nuanced rule within the VA where if a veteran cannot basically balance a checkbook, the VA will conclude that that veteran is, an, is a mental incompetent because of their financial incompetence, will lose their right to manage their own VA benefit money, and then also their name will be sent over to the FBI, and they'll be put on the no-buy list for guns.
3: Wait. And so the—
1: yeah, I swear to god. This with is that theory,
3: out. with that theory by the way, I think you just omitted all of Congress and the Senate cuz they well, exactly can't balance right. a book. They and the VA They can't balance a checkbook, They yeah. can't
1: balance their own budget either. So, mm. so wow, we just nixed like the entire American population, but in the VA, the VA can make this adjudication, but if you're an average American, the requirement for the same type of thing is for you to go in front of a judge and for the, the judge to adjudicate, you know, in court whether you are incompetent or not, you know, in other words, whether you're a threat or a danger to yourself or not, the VA only wants to know, can you basically manage a checkbook and pay your bills? And if you have an issue there related to your disability, not only do they take away your right to your property, but they take away your, your fundamental right to own a firearm, which is interesting. So uh, that's one of the, the big hubbubs right now. This has been going on for a long time. And veterans have been arbitrarily targeted by this law where 99% of the group that falls under this no-buy list that was, has been uh, created a while ago, uh, about a decade ago or longer, uh, 99.3% of the individuals on that list are just veterans. So it disproportionately goes after the veteran population, which is interesting. And uh, the law itself is really all about whether that person can you know, balance a checkbook. It has nothing to do with whether they're a danger to themselves or whatever. But if you're, if you're uh, a normal American... This would never happen. And they'd have to take you to court to to verify if you're uh, incompetent or not. But at the VA, they're like, yeah, we just decided. Well, let me strengthen.
3: Let me strengthen what you're saying. Let me read something here. Uh, Thousands of mental ill could buy guns after Trump strikes down Obama's law. Under Barack Obama's law, anyone diagnosed with mental illness is subject to a background check when trying to buy a gun. But the Republican-controlled House voted 235 to 180 to abolish the rule. So I don't get it. Wait a second. You're telling me that the regular average American, out of their mind, loony basket, can buy a gun, but the veterans who are more trained with the guns... Uh, can't if they're deemed that they can't balance up I'm about to swear and get and get thrown off the air. <laughs> Are you high? oh yeah. my god that's
1: that's the rule and so the rule and their their the congress is is looking at also abolishing that that internal uh, policy as well uh, because it is on its face unconstitutional but the uh, the policy's been in place for a while. there's a little bit of a brush up because some Generals and a lot of uh, people on the left are saying that uh, these veterans can't be trusted with guns because they'll kill themselves with them, and there's, there's no scientific fact behind that um, at all regarding the suicide numbers. They've been, you know, maintained at the current levels since the current wars, and uh, what has more to do with the suicide amount is the uh, deployments the veterans are sent on and PTSD, so if they're really worried about suicide, stop going to war. And, uh, you know, stop uh, failing to provide, you know, mental health care to these veterans who need it. And I mean, those are the things, if they're really worried about suicide, that they should probably look at before they're worried about stripping somebody of a fundamental constitutional right without, you know, due process that every other American or even criminals or illegal aliens get, right? So, so veterans get the same uh, treatment as, as illegal aliens who are criminals and also criminals and drug dealers, and so uh, that's that's what apparently we think of our veterans
3: right now. Alrighty, well that's fun. Oh, okay, any last little thing here going on? Anything moving forward? The one thing I was really concerned about is that you know in the beginning when the president had really kind of uh, I say the word raped, but let's raped, pillaged, and plundered the idea of um, uh, hiring governmental people was struck down and they took the budget away, so on and so on, Uh, that definitely raised concerns for the VA because they are in the midst of having to have enough people to facilitate the veterans. And there was the health care parts about that. Anything on those two fronts that are sticking out in, in, in the positive for the veterans?
1: Yeah. So basically, the as I understand it, they were able to work around that by uh, allowing the VA to still hire essential personnel. Oh, good. So the VA is able to was able to, as far as I know, work around that as it related to doctors and you know people like that that are needed for healthcare and and uh, essential services.
3: You know, one thing that strikes me as uh, amazing. Is that, and I want this to be positive, and I'm going to try everything I can along with you uh, to make it this way. Is is that we are not only, uh, in my opinion, denying the veterans what they should be given first, uh, the first order of any new administration's business, but in addition, then the uh, administration says, "Oh, by the way, we're going to spend 10 billion more dollars and ramp up the military," which means for you and me, means that we are now going to see now a new flux or influx of veterans coming into our society in the next 10 to 15 years, if this is true. Correct? Correct? Yeah. So dealing with this and getting it in order would seem to me getting that in order it's kind of like building a house and saying hey you know what uh benjamin we're just gonna build the house uh, and you're saying to me but dude we have to lay the concrete and the base otherwise it's, it, the thing's in a sink and i go ah, don't worry about that i'm gonna spend 10 billion bucks and it's gonna be looking beautiful it can look beautiful <laughs> right
1: well that's kind of like our war in Iraq that was only supposed to call 60 billion and then we we're gonna fund the rest of it with the oil right and that worked yeah. out swimming so I, I have no faith in that plan unless they really start to pump money into the, the VA system. I mean, the VA part of the Iraq war is a billion or a trillion dollars in itself now. Yeah. And, you know, it totally uh, eclipsed that whole mystery 60 billion that Cheney right. sold us back in 2001 with the uh, Iraq war in 2003, rather. But, uh, you know, you have a, a system where we're, we're likely to replicate the real big problems that we had under George Bush and then even starting under uh, Clinton where they stripped down that agency and then uh, really uh, cut its hamstrings as we ran up the number of disabled veterans coming back from the Iraq war. And they were just understaffed and, and underfunded and it's taken a decade to get things ramped up and we're still not there yet.
3: Would it be safe? Would it be safe to say that um, getting people to enlist in the military is probably always been somewhat difficult, but would you say that it is difficult for uh, the armed forces to really get people to join up to go and serve in the military? Or would you say they have a, you know, no, they have a great success rate?
1: Uh, Well, they're getting really good at marketing. Okay, And I hate to say that, but their targeted marketing has uh, become very easy for the military and at times of economic turmoil, especially, uh, recruiting is is much easier. So I, okay. I would anticipate yeah. if we're about to jump into a war that we're going to see the economy take a dip, and then suddenly you know the number of recruits uh, going into that system will be flush. Right, you will have all kinds of people uh, ready to to go to oh. it.
3: Yeah, because they'll they'll. Yeah, but okay, so you cl- you clarified and you basically gave validity to what I'm going to say now. If that is the truth and we are driven by the fact that number one uh, people that want to enlist a lot of times will go look I could use the education money and I can use the money and the job and because I don't have quote unquote maybe I don't have enough skills with that being said I just don't know why maybe five billion of that 10 billion wouldn't go to making the the what's the place I want, what I want to say, the place of rest, the place that veterans get when they are done and they are in the process of doing these jobs more appealing, like better pay, like better when they get out, and not all these unknowns. If they did that, wouldn't you think that it would be a whole lot easier to get people into the military?
1: Well, people like John McCain don't want people to get out of the military. He's one of the folks that opposed... The increase and improvement of the GI Bill funding. He thought people would get out in droves. So God forbid that we give folks, the the little people, some opportunity uh, beyond, you know, maybe some chicken straps. I know when I got out of the military, I had people, uh, some of my superiors, saying, oh, what are you going to do, go flip a burger? Well, you know, Mm -hmm. now I'm a a leading lawyer in national authority in the VA, so, you know. I I would uh, love to have some choice words with those morons whenever (laughs) I uh, have an opportunity to do so on Facebook maybe. Right, Right, right. I'll have some Facebook social media justice. Well, you know, Wild West style.
3: There you go. Well, but the thing is, is that in closing, I just want to say, you know, you always have to. This is 2017. This ain't 1950s. You know, you now need to be always thinking about your job. I had a conversation with my wife about this and said, the reason why you're more successful than a lot of the people, perhaps, in what you're doing, the other people, is because you have so many other things that you do because you've m- made that job not just about from point A to point B. you filled in all these spaces and made a program out of it, and then that way people could look at it and be more valuable for the workforce when they do get done with their education. So what I say is the same thing as you and I, because we are cut from the same cloth, the cookie um, and that is, is that you learn as much as you can, and if you have an opportunity that someone's going to help you or pay, you know, pay to educate you, you learn as many things as you can, because when you do get to the point where you're done with that, you're more valuable than when you came in, and not just that you fulfilled the job, yes?
1: Oh, absolutely. Bing-
3: and bingo was his name. Ben- Benjamin Krause at disabledveterans.org. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, of course, you know it's Rachel Chowdhury from Popbox. That's dot com, the weekly bills on the hill. And, of course, go check out Benjamin's site at disabledveterans.org. Thanks, brother.
1: Thank you. Talk
3: All right. to you soon. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. I'm Will Roberts and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. So, President Trump campaigned on the promise that he would get rid of Obamacare on the first day. So far, it wasn't the first day, wasn't the fifth, wasn't the 10th, the 20th, and so on. So the president comes out about a month into his presidency and he says, on Twitter, nobody would have guessed that healthcare was so complicated. (laughs) Nobody? How about everybody? But maybe you. I want you to get a clue. Maybe you should ask questions first, Mr. President, instead of always knowing the answer. Now, the good news is that the Republicans say they're about to release their plan that they've been hiding away in a moonshine jar. And don't you worry, it ain't gonna be Obamacare. No siree. It's gonna be called the I Don't Care Plan. And it comes equipped with, of course, a box of Band-Aids and a bullet. Bullet provided by the NRA. Ah! Ow! Ow! Hey, ask for these Band-Aids. Get my cartoons at Today's Cartoons. (laughs) All right, Will Roberts Weekly, Telegram, WillSays.com, and WillRobertsWeeklyTelegram.com. And on Twitter, you can check it out. And on Facebook, I'm sorry, Twitter and Instagram, it's Today's Cartoons. That's Today's Cartoon. Today's Cartoon. Check out my one-minute segments to Daily Scream. Ah, yeah. So uh, there it is. Hey! Second part of the show, of course, Racha Chowdhury, Pop Fox. That's P O P V O X dot com, the weekly bills on the hill. Rajna, how are you? Let me start off by saying it's warm here. That's all I'm saying in California. Well,
4: Tuesday we had a sort of snow day. So, yeah.
3: right. yes, that's it.
4: About 2.7 inches of snow here in the District of Columbia.
3: Well, that's only a fraction of the snow job that you're getting as opposed to the administration <laughs> oh that was quite
4: a segue sorry well about that
3: done wow hey i just want to say that you know watching the news um i've decided to stop watching the actual news to get the information about uh, you know president trump and the administration and now i just look at the comments just look at the post comments that's it why bother wow it's crazy <laughs> out there so with that being said how much movement is happening on your side of the fence in regards to uh, the bills on the Hill?
4: Lots. And this week was a big week for the Obamacare Republican replacement yes. plan. Yes. Called
3: America's... the American
4: Health Care Act,
3: right. which That's...
4: the acronym oh. ACA. Not not quite sure how to pronounce that. Well,
3: it sounded weird.
4: A H C A.
3: Yeah, I I think I've just decided right now, as you said it, it's called the American what?
4: Healthcare Act.
3: I think I'm going to call it the American Healthcare Acts. (laughs) Oh, okay. Moving on. Um, It is getting quite a lot of. uh, I'm not going to say it's getting a well. It's getting a lot of flack. I mean, you talked about the fact that it, it, it kind of came out, our last show, and, and there's lots of stuff still being tweaked. What's this week look like with the American Health Care Act?
4: See, the, the acronym just doesn't quite work. Doesn't. So, so this, this week, there were more hearings about it, and the Democrats... And of course, you know, when you look at Republicans, the Republicans introduced this earlier this month and uh, speaker Ryan has been out promoting this, talking yeah. about it. Vice president Mike Pence has been talking about this, but then they're facing a lot of opposition among within their own party. There's a lot of Republicans basically saying, Nope. And we've, we've talked about this before. Uh, and after whatever, even if they pass it in the House, it goes to the Senate. And there's Republican senators that are already saying, nope, we, this is, this is a dead bill that we are not even considering this. And that is pretty significant. If you look on Popbox, now you can go to Popbox, find the American Healthcare Act, which is the House Republican plan to repeal and replace Obamacare. And the Opposition for this bill is overwhelming. And opposition? Yes. Really? People do not support this bill. And right now, it's 96% opposed. Now,
3: Are you granted, joking?
4: No, that, that is what wow. this looks like right now. Now, granted, there's a lot of people concerned that their health insurance is going to be taken of away. Of course, yeah. And... So the the language is angry because they feel this personally, and they right. feel really frustrated. Okay. So, and and um, we see this with some other some other issues as well, where people that are being affected by this or may be affected by it mm-hmm. are the ones speaking up, and and that's important. Oh, we course. see the same thing in town hall meetings. People are going to right. town hall meetings and talking about how. How this affects them personally, and they right. have these very compelling stories.
3: So let stop read these. Yeah, let me stop no? you and say, would you say the fundamental problem that is being expressed is really just that people are concerned about what exists now and they have, or that they are concerned that they won't be able to afford? the Affordable Care Act, which is not what it is anymore. Uh, what, is it really just that they're concerned about losing what they currently have?
4: I think it's a little of both. Just from reading comments from individuals, right. they're afraid of losing benefits, but then also they're they're afraid of the big picture. And I'm quoting uh, a Popox user that mm-hmm. weighed in saying that this bill hurts the poor, hurts the sick, hurts the elderly and women and puts 20 million people out of health insurance. Wow. So so some people are talking big picture. Other people, and I'm reading another constituent's uh, comments um, with their own um, need for health care because they have a cleft lip and palate, and that's meant a number of reconstructive oh. surgeries.
3: Yeah. And, and that may be cos- the- that's cosmetic, isn't it?
4: Um no because it it can it's a birth defect. Oh okay. So it's a pre-existing condition. But if this person's plan changes and they're no longer covered like they were under the Affordable Care Act where pre-existing conditions were covered then yeah. what happens? Right. So 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 the stories run from some very personal details to Thinking about it in the big picture of what are our values as a country or what, what do we owe to our own community in terms of taking away healthcare from people. So it's very compelling. And even if you don't weigh in yourself, if you don't have a story, that's OK if you go and read what other people oh, are yeah. saying. It is so, so yeah, I interesting.
3: Imagine. Yeah, I imagine. I, I, I can actually see there's a bit of humor here in the sense that I can imagine. Two years ago when we were talking about this and President Obama came out and said, you know, stop calling it Obamacare. It's called the Affordable Care Act. Today, I want to view, interview him today. He's probably like, oh, yeah, it's called Obamacare. Yeah, you just call it Obamacare all day long. <laughs> He's like I am I'm, I'm okay with that. Everybody's screaming at calling it Obamacare because now all of a sudden there are people it, it, as bizarre as it may seem that are wondering where their Obamacare is. But let let let's let me ask this. Um, one of the things that, uh, you mentioned it, was, was, is a big concern is that we're seeing or hearing these numbers. I don't know if this is fake news or not, but I'm hearing 20 to 24 million people that potentially may be out of health care. And one of the big reasons that, in my opinion, and I mentioned this to my family, is that I'm concerned about this whole tax credit thing because most people, when you think about it, if you think about it, that are living at at basically as much as they can and not being able to survive much on the the amount of money they make, maybe they're tradespeople; they're not making it, they're part-time, they're outsourced, whatever they are, they're not making this amount of money that even helps them survive each year. What would a tax credit do for someone like that? That's the question I, I wonder if other people are asking. And I, I'm hearing that they are.
4: Yes. And that, this, there are so many questions to this where-
3: Yeah, you said it last uh, week, it's complicated.
4: It's complicated, yeah. And, and then wh- where, which information are you going to trust? Is it the Congressional Budget Office? and their assessment? Is it the administration's assessment? Is it Trump's tweets? You know, there's, there's so much information <laughs> and you're not quite sure of where to go. Well,
3: anymore. I can tell you the answer to that. And the, it's, it's a very unfortunate answer. And that is the same thing we say about presidents. You can't really judge them right now, but time will tell. And that's the unfortunate part about this thing happening in our our country right now is is that we have this whole rampant thing running about fake news and who do you trust and what information is real and what's fake. You're right. How do you say, well, you know, they're right or or he's right or he's, you know, because he is creating this along with his administration, but the bottom line is uh, it might be like Obamacare where... Time will tell. We don't know. Right.
4: Yes. And so the other hot topic Mm -hmm. of the week was President Trump's budget. Now, this is his first budget blueprint that he has introduced to Congress. And presidents propose these budgets as kind of like a guideline for Congress as to what their priorities will be. And of course, Congress has the final say of how, uh, what kind of budget will get passed or not passed. Sometimes they never pass the budget. Right. But the cuts that 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 President Trump has proposed are staggering, and there's a lot of um, questioning from both sides of the aisle in terms of of how how is this going to go down.
3: Uh, Yeah.
4: And I think that. Well, again, you can go to Popbox and read in detail and then weigh in and write a letter to your members of Congress about what you feel about these budget cuts. Yeah. But the cuts are drastic to every department except the Defense Department. Right. And when you look at, say, the EPA, he's proposing a 30 30 Mm percent decrease in their budget. Right. And a cut of about 3,000 jobs, for example.
3: Well, let me throw this into you uh, and the listeners and tell you that in looking at this list, because I have it in front of me, uh, of all- You can
4: uh, look at the Department of Education,
3: and that's a
4: 13% decrease in the budget.
3: Right, right. Okay, so you know what? I actually have the list in front of me because I've had it when it came out the last couple of days. And one thing I'll tell you, there is a trend here. uh, And that is that it does involve environmental. It does involve small business. And it does involve manufacturing. And the funny thing is, because look, here's some of them. Uh, 20th century community learning centers, bye-bye. Advanced technology for vehicles. That's the, you know, the emissions thing. Bye-bye. Manufacturing programs, loans to auto manufacturers. Uh, African Development Foundation, investing in African de- businesses, immigration. Bye-bye. I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff in here. Development of affordable housing, poor people, gone. Chemical Safety Board, gone. Chesapeake Bay Restoration, whatever. Some of these you look at and you go, yeah, I could see that going away. Community Services Block Grant, helping you know alleviate poverty, Anything that really sounds like it has to do with helping, I hate to say this, helping small businesses and people who are less fortunate, it's kind of like, you know, uh, public broadcasting, it's kind of being cut. So, so yeah, you know, and
4: you just touched on uh, public broadcasting, which is PBS yeah. and Sesame Street and some really valuable um, educational uh, opportunities for children. because yeah. I think we all grew up on Sesame Street, yeah. but there's some really significant ones where we're not sure how this is going to work. For example, the national endowment for the arts, he's mm-hmm. not just cutting their budget. He's eliminate, he's proposing to eliminate I know. the entire budget yes. of the national endowments it. for the arts. Now that's significant because the national endowment for the arts For example, was created by Congress. So you need an act of Congress to actually eliminate that agency. So I don't know how Congress is going to respond to that. And there's so many of them. You're right. The list is so long.
3: Yeah, it's pretty long.
4: That you you don't even know where to start. Do you go alphabetically? Yeah. I mean, it's insane.
3: State energy program provides funding and technological services, uh, assistance for energy efficient and clean energy. You know, I mean, it's hard not to pick these out and say, how is it that any of this is really going to help the American public? It might be helping the American uh, companies going public. But the point is that some of these just are mind blowing, mind blowing, you know, homeless, uh, homeless, uh, helping homeless, gone, yeah. water, Me- meals, meals
4: on meals wheels. on
3: wheels, yeah. bye bye, you know. I mean, I just this is just staggering, and will definitely be creating a lot of, you know, the good thing is it'll be creating an awful lot of traffic for PopBox because, yes. and you know.
4: Regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, yeah. these affect communities, and you should know what's getting cut. You know, After school programs,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, you school should know.
4: lunches, yeah. it's important to know, and it's important, and even if you support these cuts, it's important to weigh in and explain why, because right now, a lot of people are just shocked in terms of the zeroing out of a lot of these. So they wanna hear from the other side. They wanna sure. hear why why is this something valuable? And in some cases it's often oh, we'll let the states take care of it or let that's right. Non governmental entities take but care of it. But they can't
3: do that because the the problem is is that they get money from Federal and you know let me just say two last ones weatherization assistance program providing grants for weather weatherizing low income homes and the last one is the Woodrow Wilson International Center foreign policy think tank. We're at, I mean we're in essence sort of being asked not to think. And, and not to be working towards being stewards of our land or our people. And I just want to end what I'm saying right now by saying I want the president to figure out how to make things work for everybody. I do not want, again, you helped me on this and I'm trying to reform myself. I want the president to be successful, but we've got to have the programs, some of these programs, because they make, if anything, make the administration look like they actually care. And that's the problem I think we have right now.
4: So this, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, this is an exciting (laughs) moment because Will Roberts is telling me some things that I don't know. And that's really exciting because the level of engagement and interest you're showing to this, you're not alone. There's so many people that are just seeing this and thinking, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean to my community, my family, uh, my job, um, and where... Where does this go in the long run? And yeah. I think those conversations are really important. And remember when I said Congress has a two-week recess coming up in wow. April? Well, I'm sure they're going to be hearing from people about yeah. many of these cuts.
3: Yeah. No, absolutely they are. And it just means that I think we're going to see in a massive amount of meetup groups for um, uh, town halls. <laughs> yeah. Everybody meet up here because this is truly going to get a lot of fire going. But, you know, I wonder if that's actually doing anything. And I, I hope that for Pop Fox that you are getting, um, you know, good engagement and people are actually taking to the Uh, you know, to their, the local and state government and sending them uh, information. Are you seeing more actual stuff going to the, um, to, to the, the, you know, the Congress and the Senate people?
4: Oh yeah. The traffic on our site is up. People are writing more thoughtful comments Uh than ever before. Uh, And, they're, they're much more aware, and they're sharing information with others.
3: That's great. And in
4: fact, I have people just personally in my life asking me, hey, how how can I get more information about right. something? Or, wait, this doesn't seem right. And sometimes it's it's my family members who haven't really engaged ever before asking me. Literally, I'm, I just got an email from an aunt of mine that said mm-hmm. she wants – she has something to say to her lawmakers about whether or not President Trump was wiretapped by President Obama. <laughs> so, well, there's actually a bill in Congress that would require the intelligence agencies to provide information to that. Right. So there are opportunities that to works. engage. And uh, I think that that's, that's really important. Um, to
3: it, speak up right now is essential. And I will add to that something that, again, you've helped me <laughs> and helped perform me in the sense that, look, the thing is, is that there's nothing worse than someone running around with a torch and screaming at people saying that, the, you know, that they're, that this person's a witch. The only thing worse is a hundred of those people. And the problem is, is that that doesn't really get anything done. And the problem right now is, is that, yes, it is great. No, I'm sorry. Not the problem. The beauty of what's happening right now. And we talked about this in the beginning when everybody had to, you know, on the left had to come to the, to the senses and say, you know, he is going to be our president regardless. And we had to figure out how to work with that. Well, the thing that we face now is, is that we've got to make sure that we are on places like Pop Vox that are being, um, Civil and are being smart and asking people that are smarter It's okay to ask for directions. By the way I know many people that don't like to ask directions or ask people things because I don't know they're embarrassed or whatever My wife is one anyway. Uh, and so i'm the guy that goes i'll ask why not? That's why they're here That's why pop fox and places like pop fox are here to be able to provide you with the intelligent information that is factual that will then allow you to make a factual, sensible decision on your voting and the next step to take in our in our society as a civilian and a uh, a constituent. Yes. Yes. There it is.
4: Absolutely. And you know, Puffox isn't the only place. It I, is know. I, a place. I know. I place you can. <laughs> well, But also, you can go to a town hall meeting, you can ask your lawmaker face to face, you can call them, you know, there's, there's so many things that people can do. And, and I highly encourage it, of course. Yeah. But it's also fun and interesting. And you can meet other people in your community and get, get in touch with people. And I think that that's what all this questioning and asking and stuff has allowed us to connect with our neighbors in a way I haven't seen in a while. And it is like asking for directions or asking, you know, you're in a new town and you say, Hey, I'm new around here. What's the best place to get some food? People will always be happy to right.
3: help but but let's let's be very clear in that one of the reasons why you you're telling the stories of people talking about the healthcare and you're saying that they're riveting and they're informative about people's particular individual stories I'm going to go out on a limb and say, do you know why that's appealing to both sides? Do you know why people will sit and listen to someone's story? I don't want to call it a sob story, but for better lack of words, a, a sob story about why things are bad, as opposed to the person screaming at you? No one. I repeat nobody wants to be screamed at. So the town halls when you go there, you do have the opportunity to be able to voice yourself if you're picked and you can do it. But purely by screaming at people gets nothing done. If you take things apart and get educated on something and say simply, look, can I have a I have a question. So can you tell me how this works out and you're being civil and you're being low-toned? Can you tell me how this works and, you know, I really am very interested. If you're genuine about what you're doing and not screaming at someone, you're not making them look like they're wrong. Perhaps that's the opportunity right now in our society, in our country, to be able to get things done is to be more level-headed than the people actually in politics, which they're not. They're just trying to push a lot of agendas. So I don't know. I mean, use pop box and information and get out there and be civil.
4: So I'm going to add one more thing to it and why a story is even – of course, it's more compelling than screaming, because usually when people are screaming at me, I'm just thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy's screaming at me. <laughs> Rather than, me. oh, let me listen to yeah. their point of view. Sure. But also storytelling, sharing a personal story. Yep. When you're trying to get the attention of a congressional staffer who's who's just trying to figure out a thousand different issues at one moment and is probably 25 years old storytelling <laughs> appeals to the heart yeah, and yeah. congressional staffers tell me time and again they make you relatable and they make you realize as a staffer that that the the writer could be their friend or family member right. someone from the district yeah. and and it puts that human heart connection yeah. to to the story and So I did a little research behind that, and there's a professor at the Wharton Business School at the University of Pennsylvania named Deborah Small. And she's done a lot of studies on whether to appeal to the heart with a personal story or the head through, say, a lot of statistics or an infographic. And Mm -hmm. these days, yeah, these days, we see tons of infographics everywhere. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out that in her research, when you share a personal story, you're 1.66 times more likely to be more compelling than when you're just sharing statistics. Absolutely. So this is actually a scientific fact. Yeah. So
3: Well, keynote was, speakers do it all the time. I mean, I'm a keynote speaker. Yeah. You know what? When you point to a screen, you go, look, this says that and that says this. And then I say, you know, uh, let me tell you, I was in Cirque du Soleil when I did that. People are there they listen. Fact of the matter is, is that, um, the reason why humor is funny is in most cases, other than people just doing a pratfall and people thinking that's funny. The reason why humor or comedy is funny is because they can relate when you don't relate. I mean, knock, knock, why'd the chicken cross the road? Whatever. Hey, that's funny. But what's even funnier is that when you take them on a journey and they've been on that journey themselves. In some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. So uh, I think what we're saying here today in our show is to get the information from Popvox or wherever you want to get it. I think we prefer it was Pop uh, Yes. Agreed. But get the get that information from Popvox and uh, find out how you can help and get the information to other people. And uh, when it all is said and done, the more people in this circle that you you know this you know the whole secret game where you start and at the end it's a totally different story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you get everyone in that uh, in that circle to get educated about the facts about what actually is true and what isn't, by the time they get around to the other side, you're just going to have a whole lot of fired up people with the right information. So there it is, Chowdhury, <laughs> Chow, of course from Pop Popbox. That's p o p v o x dot com. The Weekly Bills on the Hill. What a gratifying day this has been, and I hope that you had a good day uh, as well. And keep warm because here in California it's kind of hot out. And, uh, yeah, we'll su- yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of you Californians <laughs> complaining.
3: Yeah, by the way, we're going to get uh, Aaron Pulse from uh, uh, Hollywood on the Hill back on, but he's he's got a little something going on. Probably, I have a suggestion if you want to help him with this, because I'm still getting over my cold, but it's definitely a lot uh, getting over a lot quicker than he is. Tell him to take a plane and come to California.
4: <laughs> yeah, nothing cures a cold like California does Absolutely. and I will attest
3: to that. Absolutely. Tell them to do that. Take two Californias and call me in the morning. Okay. Thank You're you, Racha Chachi. We'll talk to you next time. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, that's the show for this week. And uh, so l- closing comments here, closing thoughts. <sighs> it's a little exhausting. And as I was telling Racha on the air, Um, And I'm trying to keep a level head about everything that's happening. And that that truly is the the way that we need to go with this uh, current administration, whether you like it or not. Um, We need to figure out a way to work together because ultimately, you know, it's kind of like being on a team in a team sport. If you don't work as a team... Uh, you work and you fight against the team and ultimately you run the chance of losing a game or all the games and uh, not coming out victorious. And in this case, you know, we we have to try to figure out a way of doing that and working with the president. It is difficult uh, because when you think about it, you've got a lot of world leaders that he is dealing with in his administration. And, you know, case in point, the most recent one that I saw was uh, Merkel, uh, and from Germany, and the whole handshake thing, where he looks like he's kind of being—I don't know—petty, or maybe he didn't hear her, but he didn't shake her hand, and she really, she asked. You can hear it in the video uh, where they're having the press conference, and they're they're there together, at meeting, and he just really kind of turned a blind eye, and you know. I would say that if you really want to try to work together with people, you have to be overly attentive. And this is in personal life, too. You need to be overly attentive and, and make sure that uh, you're there for them and go that extra mile. There's a lot of bad press about the president, but you know I think he can really curtail this by getting out there and being overly positive about things on both sides. Because right now, looking at the list of all the things that he wants to cut, which really looks like, again, a uh, a bucket list of environmental people who are in need and uh, you know other stuff, public broadcasting, which, by the way, is supposed to be nonpartisan, it is. It's PB PBS folks. And they just put the information out there. I would say they're probably the least, in my opinion, the least um, to side with anybody. They just like to give facts. And uh, we're cutting that down. I mean, he's cutting down a lot of things. And all of this is really kind of going towards the, I guess, the avenue of uh, try to cut as much as you can so that way he can help build a wall, which, I don't know, that puts us in a, a fortress sort of state of mind. And uh, also, uh, you know, military. And uh, talking with Benjamin Krauss, it becomes obvious to me that if you're going to spend money on that on the military maybe we should spend it on the vets it's just a thought spend it on the vets spend it on people who need it uh, in the uh, military armed forces and maybe we'll get more people that will want to um, be a part of our military and not that we will go to draft status or to a status of spending lots of money on marketing to make it look appealing to go to war and perhaps put your life on the line all right That is the show for today. Remember to uh, be safe and uh, take care of other people as much as you take care of yourself because that's what we need going forward. We'll see you next week. Again, check out our Instagram and our Twitter at Today's Cartoons. All right. See you next week.